This is the Novel Marketing Podcast. I'm James L. Rubart. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing but still want to become best-selling authors. And today we're going to talk about bookstores, like actual real-world brick-and-mortar bookstores. You, know? you mean where you can actually walk inside? Yes, with actual doors and actual people that are human beings and not like a digital representation of a wow. human being. And we're going to talk about how to get them on your side, where the, the bookstore is helping you sell your book. So, Jim... Uh, aren't bookstores your enemy? Aren't they wanting to just promote the best-selling authors? Yes, they don't care about anybody but the best-selling authors, <laughs> and that is absolutely not true. But, but, to get them to the point that they are focusing on you will take a little bit of uh, ticks, uh, tricks and techniques, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, Thomas, let's, ju let's just talk about the fact that some of our listeners are saying, what are you guys talking about? It, didn't I read a news story that Borders is going to be closed by the end of the year? Well, the Borders uh, is already closed. Barnes & Noble's next is the rumor. Did I say Borders? Yeah. Borders is so 2010. <laughs> <laughs> no, Borders is so 2008. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but Barnes & Noble, there, there's an article that was going around uh, about how they're going to be closed by the end of the year. Now, the reality is they are definitely closing branches, and that could happen. I don't see Barnes & Noble totally going away by the end of the year, but we are definitely seeing a shift where the big box retail uh, bookstore is 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 downsizing significantly which is is ironic because I'm a uh, I'm a movie fan the movie You've Got Mail, if you remember that, came out quite a while ago. But the story was essentially Fox Books comes in and puts the shop around the corner out of business. It's my contention that that is now reversing itself. And the niche independent bookstore is always going to have a place in every town. And a, a good example of this, um, we had a mastermind retreat here in Austin a couple years ago. And I took all of the masterminds to a local bookstore called book people and book people is doing just fine it's it's growing you know when independent bookstores are a lot of them are closing and book people is what real life bookstores are going to look like in the future there's a few things that they do differently one is that they're not competing on price they're more expensive and people that go there are expecting to pay more but what they're paying for is a knowledgeable staff so right the difference between a Barnes & Noble employee and a Book People employee is that people would, and in fact, we talked to somebody, we were interviewing the employees, and one of the uh, ladies we talked to had worked at Barnes & Noble, and she said one of the biggest differences is that at Book People, people would come up to her and ask her, so, what are you reading? And she reads 100 books a year, and she would make recommendations and really helped sell books. And what the value of Book People and why people go to that store so much is that they're going for the recommendations from the staff, which means that if you can have the staff recommending your book, it makes all of the difference in the world. They have handwritten reviews of the books on the shelves by the staff, and it's very much high touch. And that's, what's, that's where the industry is headed. It's either going high touch or it's going high tech. And the hybrid that you see Barnes & Noble doing isn't going to be what they're doing in five years. I don't think they're going to close. Barnes & Noble has been closing stores for the last 20 years. They do it every year. And they open new stores every year. It's what healthy businesses do. You, you cut and you prune and you grow uh, where it's strategic. Um, but they're going to be getting smaller and they're going to be changing in the way that they do business. And 
getting to that independent store, as Thomas is talking about, getting to the book people type store, getting them to like you, building relationships with them can be key. Now, people are saying, oh my gosh, Jim, one, two, maybe three bookstores in my area, how can that make an impact? Well, remember that the majority of your book sales are going to, in most cases, in the majority of cases, come from your regional area. So I'll go on Amazon and I'll look at where most of my novels are selling. Most of them are selling in the Puget Sound, uh, Puget Sound area. And so if you make an impact on a local level at a local bookstore, that can have a serious ripple effect on, on people in the region and your sales in a region. Another important thing to do is to think outside of the bookstore box. So there may be fewer quote-unquote bookstores where all they sell is books, but there are more stores that sell books than perhaps ever before. So we've seen this in the Christian publishing space. There are more Christian bookstores than ever before, but most of those Christian bookstores are now inside of churches. So most churches now have a small bookstore in the front of the church. People walk through a bookstore to get to the sanctuary, and often that bookstore is a coffee shop at the same time. And so uh, this is not just happening in Christian books. It's happening in all kinds of books. And so start thinking as we share these tips, don't just think about how can I do this with a bookstore? Think about how can I do this with a normal store as well? You'd be surprised. Even a gas station can stock a book. And the final bookstore that that we never want you to overlook is a, a bookstore called The Library. <laughs> Seriously, because, because the librarians can be influential oh my gosh, you got to try out this local author. And I'm going to talk about how I go into libraries and what I do when I go into libraries in the Puget Sound area. But remember the statistic. Statistically, if someone reads your book after checking it out from the library and likes it, 50% of those people will go out and purchase another one of your books. Because people like to underline and they like to own. Um, you know, it's how a lot of people will buy a DVD of a movie they enjoyed, even if they may never watch that DVD. And I'll admit I am one of those people. <laughs> there are movies I've seen that I've been given as a gift, and I enjoy owning the DVD. Like, it's on my shelf. I show it off. And, I, and the thought that I could watch it at any time has kind of kept me from ever actually watching it. It's kind of like I could go to the museum in my hometown at any time, so I never get around to actually going there. So that can really drive some sales. So let's get into some of the practical tips. Somebody's listening. They're like, okay, I realize local bookstores are important you know stores of all kinds are important how do i get them to pay attention to me why should they care about my book the first thing that i think people need to realize is looking eye to eye with a manager even an assistant manager makes a difference back to the old adage of when the rules change sorry when people like you the rules change right so your first goal is to get these people to like you how do you do that i'll tell you what i do i walk into a bookstore and the first thing i do is i go and see if my book is on the shelf and the majority of the times i have found my book or one or more of my books on the shelf as soon as that happens I go up to somebody and I say, hey, can I talk to the manager of the store? Now, you're going to get your first pushback here, right? Because most of the time a manager talks to someone, it's because they're complaining. It's not because they want to say thank you, which is good because when you meet that manager and you say, hey, my name's James L. Rubart. You carry my books. I just wanted to say thanks for carrying them. I really appreciate it. They're like, oh, my gosh, this is not somebody here complaining. This is somebody saying thank you. So at that point, you can start a dialogue. And one of the key points I need to, to say is sometimes the manager will go, oh, okay. 
<laughs> and that's happened to me. That has happened. But don't let one bad experience keep you from doing it at other stores. I've had other stores where all of a sudden I'm their friend and hey, do you have any bookmarks? Can I'll tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the staff they need to read the book, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it can become a gold mine for you if you're willing to put yourself out there if you're willing to take the chance that they might not be excited to see you and start a relationship and look at it from the manager's perspective uh, that manager has people complaining to him but he also uh, he or she also has lots of probably self-published authors asking basically for a handout and you want to come with a way of serving and helping that manager so think about how can I make this manager's life better what is it that this manager wants in life you know probably the number one thing that manager wants is more book sales and so if you're like hey how can I help get more people into your store and st- start to think of what you can give rather than what you can get and if you open with you you know, saying thank you is a great way to give. And as you continue that, being like, how can I give to you? Then they're going to want to give back and help you after you've helped them first. Another way to help them is to go in because most most authors uh, have some type of relationship, whether it's an email loop, whether it's a critique group, whether it's a, a group that meets once a month. So you can go to that manager and say, hey, I know a lot of friends that are writers and readers in this area. Is there any way I can help you, you know, pass the word about special events or stuff going on in your store, et cetera, et cetera. Then you become an ally. Then you become, th- that relationship is, um, is back and forth, or as Thomas said, it's give and take. The other thing to realize, and I touched on this, uh, and Thomas touched on it. You're just another author. I don't care if you know, unless you're J.K. Rowling or John Grisham or Stephen King. You're just another author, and they have a lot of authors coming through. So you can't go in with the attitude of, "Hey, I'm a published author. You're going to take care of me." They don't look at it that way. No divas. No one. <clears throat> no likes divas. A diva. Yeah, exactly. You are engaging in a conversation to see how can I serve? How can I take care of you? That's going to serve you the best. So number one try to get to the manager try to have that personal touch number two realize you're just another author and then number three as we already touched on come loaded for bear and by that i mean come in and have don't be waving the bookmarks i'm not saying that but have it ready to go in case they ask have a sharpie in your pocket ready to go if they say hey would you sign some of your books and that happens to me a lot where they'll say oh great hey nice to meet you do you mind signing some of these books well, of course I don't mind because now that it's signed, you can't return it. You bet I'm going to sign that book. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, the next thing to remember is that you're not omnipresent. Uh-huh. So one of the things you have to be careful about is managing your time right? And, and getting a good return on your time. So what's your advice? Obviously, I can't visit every bookstore. So how do I tell which bookstores uh, to visit? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, um, I start with the bookstores that that – that are carrying my books, but I don't, maybe this is the key, Thomas, I don't do it as a singled out mission. In other words, I don't go, oh, today I'm going to go and visit bookstores. I do it just as a normal course of business. So if I happen to be traveling down to Tacoma or over to Port Orchard, which I did last week, I'm going to be ready to drop in on some stores. So that way it's just a part of my normal uh, commuting. It's part of my normal travel rather than going, oh, I'm going to take a day. Do I really have a day? No, I don't have a day. Just have the mentality of, hey, whenever I'm going to just look for an opportunity when I get it. And that includes travel. Most of us travel maybe once, twice. Sometimes we travel six, seven times a year. When you're traveling, bring the bookmarks. Be ready to drop in on a Barnes Noble or an independent or any kind of bookstore and introduce yourself. 
And the most important bookstores in the country, in my opinion, are the airport bookstores. They do the best business. They're not hurting at all um, because people really want to read books on planes. And so I realized that getting into an airport bookstore is kind of a step above getting into a regular bookstore because they tend to be very small. But if you can, um, I know authors uh, who just go in and do um, pop signings. (laughs) So they'll just send out a tweet. And they go from airport bookstore to airport bookstore while they're on a trip. So every trip is at least two airports, and many trips are more in a single day. And they'll just say, hey, I'm at Terminal 7 at, you know, LaGuardia Airport outside of Gate 32 at the bookstore. And I'll be signing for 15 minutes. I'll just post it to Twitter. And we'll often go in and do a little signing in that way. their readers are checking out those bookstores looking for those books that have been signed by the author and it gets more foot traffic into the bookstore which then helps the bookstore want to promote that author um, I've actually done some book signings in airports, and I'm not big on book signings because I, I think they take a lot of time, and you don't end up selling necessarily a lot of books. But Thomas is right; some of my best book signings have been in airports, and that brings us to a final point, and that is, Thomas says, "Hey, try. You you might not get any traction, but try." And here's the point behind that. We've said before, tell your story to everyone. You never know who you're going to bump into. You never know who could be influential later on. And and even if you don't get into an airport bookstore, at least you've had the conversation. At least you've told your story to someone who might be able to help you later on. And I'll tell a quick story of how that happened to me. This is before I was published. I had an agent at this point, but I had no publishing contract. And I walked into, Darcy and I, my wife, we like to vacation a lot down on the Oregon coast, uh, Cannon Beach specifically. There's a small town near Cannon Beach in a town called Seaside. And there was a store there, a bookstore that we shopped in often. And so I just got into a conversation with the manager of the store. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get published. I've got a manuscript. And, you know, gosh, someday I'd love to be published. We struck up a friendship. And so she says to me, well, you know, I, I'm so excited for you. That's great. Uh, gosh, it ever, if it ever happens, you, you know, you, you got to come back and tell me. So two years later, my first novel was published and I went back to the store to just say thank you for the encouragement, right? Well, I walk in and it happens to be their number one <laughs> best-selling book. And I walk up to her and I say, hey, gosh, I don't know if you remember me, but we chatted a few years ago and I was writing a book. She goes, yes, I remember you. What what happened? And so I point to the book and I say, uh, that book right there, uh, that's me. And she just, oh, it was so fun to see the smile on her face. And she said, stop right there. You cannot leave the store. You cannot leave the store. Because she had to call one of her employees. Uh, and, and she introduced me and said, this is your number one fan. And, and the gal, you know, couldn't believe I was there. And so what came out of that was it was fun to know that you'd impacted somebody. But, but from a very practical marketing standpoint, they ended up calling the manager of the five-store chain. And that turned into everyone on staff had to read the book. And it, it ended up exploding sales for me in that, that, uh, that region of the country. Awesome. So you never know. You never know who you're going to be talking to. So some final thoughts. Um, <clears throat> one is uh, look for tourist shops. This is one of the most overlooked bookstores. Most kind of tourist knickknacky shops. So here in Texas, we have these little Texas stores all the time all over that sell Texas stuff. Well, if your book takes place in Texas, especially if it's got a theme that's in, uh, you know, congruent with that store, you could sell really well so like jim your books often take place in these kind of beautiful areas of the country there's little you know tourist type shops and those tourist shops often love carrying books because they can sell them because tourists like buying books because they're on vacation they like to read so think about that as you're um 
you know, picking locations for your books, reaching out to bookstores and, you know, knickknack type shops in that area. And then finally, let your readers help you. So um, your readers can help get you into bookstores and, and uh, reach out to bookstores. And one of the ways to do this is to use my book table. So my book table uh, is our plugin. You've heard us talk about it on this podcast before, but we've just launched a new feature that allows people to look up the phone numbers and addresses and maps for bookstores in their area. So imagine your readers using this tool to call up local bookstores all over the country and say, hey, do you have rooms by James L. Rubart? And they're like, well, let me go look. So they're going to they're not going to go check the shelf. They're going to check their computer. And so one right. of two things is going to happen. They're going to say, yes, we have that. And now they've, y- your book as the author is now in their mind because someone just called about it. Or two, um, no, we don't, but I can order it. And the more people, the more times the staff has to order the book, uh, the more they're like, ah, fine, just send us some extra copies. I'm so tired of people calling and requesting this book. And suddenly you're stocked when you weren't stocked before. So I guess, Thomas, we should uh, just move right into the fact that my book table is the sponsor of this episode of Novel Marketing. And yes, I encourage you to grab that. If you have a website and you're selling books, indie published, traditionally published, uh, you need to have this uh, app on your website. And you can get it for free at mybooktable.com. So if you found this episode helpful, would you help us spread the word? Leave us a review on iTunes or uh, share a link to this episode with your friends uh, on Facebook or Twitter. And if you recommend us to more than five friends, Thomas has committed to naming his uh, future sons and daughters (laughs) after you. False. False. (laughs) (laughs) But I would really appreciate it. So uh, this This has. Go ahead. Oh, Thomas, no, you do it. This has been the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between.